This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time for Emergence News on Plains FM 96.9, citizen-made radio. Welcome to Emergence News. Why emergence? Because Mm. we study and examine the gradual emergence of the next world teacher, Maitreya. And on today's program, and I'm really looking forward to this program, Mm. on today's program we explore further the effect that deep materialism has landed us in this critical economic and political conditions of today. We are not understating the situation. Everywhere you look, there is unrest. Everywhere you look, there is the threat of war. Everywhere you turn, there is dividing opinions on virtually every issue that you can think of. The world is divided politically, economically, religiously, and socially into two main groups. These groups are in confrontation throughout the, throughout the world, throughout the planet. One group forms the conservative and reactionary forces in all fields globally. The other group, the progressive forces, are those who are able to respond to the new incoming cosmic energies who sense the need for something new. So on today's program, we're going to talk about these two rays and... With me is Peter, and Peter, you're going to be looking at this clash of energies between the sixth and seventh rays. Yes, yeah, mainly the seventh ray, but definitely um, the influence of the sixth ray uh, as we have it now. And also in the studio with me is John. We're going to hear from Peter about the clash of these two rays, the sixth and seventh rays, John, but you're going to be looking at, well, what's the result well, what is, why have we got this clash of energies and, and what, thank what's you. the result of that? Yes, listen, I'm going to be talking about the sort of cleavage, which is something we've bounced around with before and it's incredibly relevant right now that we talk to our listeners about what's happening energetically on the planet. And the result is? The result is cleavage. Cleavage. It's the sort of cleavage and the cleavage is there for a reason which we'll discuss later on. All right, so we look forward to this. So in a moment, Peter's going to have a look at the sixth ray, which is on its way out. But its qualities, unfortunately, John, saturate and colour all our structures and all our institutions. Listen, Nigel, there's nothing wrong with being sixth ray, OK? <laughs> That's where I'm at. <laughs> OK, well, look, we'll look forward to... And you're to not some... squeezing me out. <laughs> Well, we'll look forward to Peter offering some clarification on that. Dissecting us, yes. Yes. Okay, we'll be back in just a moment. So welcome back to Emergence News, and we're looking at 
an interesting topic today. Deep materialism has landed us in the critical conditions of today, politically and economically, and we're looking at this this clash of energies. The two potencies, are they of equal strength? Well, Peter might argue that they are. We've got the sixth ray and the seventh ray, and one fosters individualism and separatism. And what about the seventh ray, Peter? Yes, well, I mean, the seventh ray is the ray of ritual and magic. And uh, we've certainly, if we think about the computer systems that we have today, they're certainly magic insofar as um, if we go back um, 50 years, we couldn't, couldn't actually imagine that we could do the things we can do on the computer. So, you know, we have this magic in a technological sort of sense. But, of course, the, the sixth ray um, has been... Uh, is a ray of idealism, and um, but it, it's really structured and set on the astral level, on the astral plane, and so it's only when when we get into the seventh ray, it actually is trying to bring those ideals of the Piscean era, the sixth ray energy, down to matter, definite yes, material, you know, actually something that on the material plane. Mm. So the, in other words. Um, as far as the sixth ray got with regard to the ideals and the devotion and all this sort of things, the seventh ray will will manifest it. We'll bring it into direct physical manifestation. So that's really, on one level, that's really exciting news, isn't it? Yes, well, it's it's making use, obviously, and uh, let's face it, these uh, rays uh, don't come in by accident. They're all planned by the various hierarchies and whatnot. In fact, you know, the, the seven rays um, pour throughout our solar system mm. and, uh, in, indeed, through the whole galaxy. Hey. Our, our solar system actually is a second-ray system, so all the other rays are really secondary rays of ray two. So we have four rays in incarnation at any one time on our planet, the second ray, third, fifth, and the seventh at the moment, and as we were talking about, the Ray 6 is moving out, and it has been moving out since uh, 1625. So it's a long process of um, where they're both in play, if you like. Peter, so, can, I just, um, um, can I just jump in there? You talked about uh, magic and computers, and I think that's a really interesting analogy, very useful analogy. Um, so when we look at the seventh ray, we think of ritual, but do we also think of process, protocol? Do we think of structure? Yes, we do. I mean, the virtues of the ray seven are strength and perseverance and courage, courtesy, meticulousness, self-reliance, sort of creativity, thoughtfulness, and organization. Organization is the big one. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this, uh, the computing system has the ability to do this. Yes, and yeah. It, and, I mean, this is something that will be so useful with regard to Maitreya's um, influence with regard to um, sharing the world's resources, food for everyone, yeah. because it will need a high level of... Um, organization to achieve that, won't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, organization uh, and order. Mm. Yes, that's Systems. right. Mm. Yes, and of course, uh, um, I mean, uh, there's plenty of vices with every each ray has vices and virtues, and uh, the vices of ray seven are bigotry, pride, poor judgment, 
overstressing of routine and tendencies towards dictatorship and imposed control. Well, we can see all that sort of thing happening. <laughs> and I'd, li- I'd like to tell our viewers that I have no seventh ray in me whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is very interesting, Peter, because we are seeing those those qualities, those um, not necessarily the positive qualities, but certainly those qualities tied in with this division that we're seeing globally, that polarisation. That's right. I mean, Ray Six, of course, has got its vices, as we well know. Be careful and, uh, there, Peter. Just be really careful. Yeah. I've got four Ray, Ray Sixes in uh, my makeup too. So I understand the problem, but I've got two Ray Sevens, so I'm sort of a bit of a mixture there. Why don't, why don't you tell us what Ray Six is? Well, Ray Six is devotion and um all the um, the religions have come in through this race. Uh, that, uh, yeah. You know, it, you might say it's it's uh, engendered all the various religions that we've got. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I remember, I remember a, a very famous Beatle once said, "All religions are branches of one big tree. It doesn't yes. matter what you call them, just so long as you call." <laughs> yes, well, that's, exa- that's exactly um, you know what Blavatsky said, and she was uh, she proved it quite successfully in my mind. Yeah, you know she went back to the beginning points of each religion. So, Peter, with race six, what are we looking for? Well, it's going to be sort of um, dying out, if you like, because you mm. know as race seven manifests down on the physical sort of thing. The, um, the you know the uh, devotion and the all these um, amazing sort of um, ideas from the race six you know the fantastic painting the, trying to express the beauty of God you know some of these um, amazing um, painters of the like Michelangelo and uh, and, and Leonardo and these Rembrandt. I mean. Mm. They were just absolutely incredible, and they combined. Well, mainly they were combining race four and race seven. Mm. In fact, um, you know, race six didn't actually play, but you know, they had to actually um, go along with the um, people in charge at the time, often the popes or you know, higher religious so uh, people. Race six, we're looking for devotion. We're looking for maybe fanaticism. We're looking for uh, individualization. So mm. it's the ray of the cult of the individual, maybe. It's the ray of the person whose beliefs are so strongly held that they almost tip outside of what we might call rational. Yes. And. Yes, that's, um, that's... They're very can often be very extreme, and you get, as you say, you do get your fanatics uh, with a strong race six and that sort of thing. You know, I haven't uh, got to the throwing of Molotov cocktails at all yet, but yeah, you know, no. you, you sort of feel sometimes that you know you feel very strongly about these sort right. of things. And, and I guess uh, you need some race six to stand up for what you believe. Yes, and um, you know, I think all the people that are involved in our work with uh, the meditation and uh, the emergence stuff—they uh, all got uh, Ray Six in them. You know, uh, there'd be no exceptions to that. Yeah. So well, as it, it, as the ancient Greeks used to say, uh, Peter, man know thyself, and you, the esotericist, says, man know thy race. Mm. Yes, that's right. 
Yes, so, um, you, you know, it's a, a very interesting subject um, with the, uh, the the race structure and that sort of thing, but um, we, we eventually see fewer race six souls coming into manifestation in the coming time and more people with um, the, the ray four and ray seven coming in. And um, particularly the ray four will be um, starting to increase uh, after 2025, and we will see an upswing very much of um, you know great artists and that sort of thing. I mean, up till now we've had um, some uh, dubious uh, quality of art, but um, you know if you go back to the Renaissance, obviously that was a high point when the Ray Four was in. Ah, uh, and, strong um, incarnation, Ray Four. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they say that the perfect artist is a, a balance between the four and the seven. And, mm. uh, and you know, some of these, um, uh, like, I mean, Veronese was um, race seven soul, race seven personality, seven uh, mental, seven physical, and four personality and, and mental as well. And so he's now actually a race seven master. Yeah, and you know, couldn't be anything else. Could yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of these musicians and artists are almost exclusively yeah, raised four and seven, right. aren't yeah. they? So, and all the um, the new architecture will be coming back in. In fact, he will be um, influencing the architecture in the n- near future um, when he emerges, and he will be emerging fairly soon. And uh, so, all your modern sort of buildings really are raised seven type buildings, mm-hmm. you know, whereas your church, churches and those sort of things were a combination of race six and race seven. Okay. Okay, well, listen, that's great. Thanks very much, Peter. We're going to take a break and we'll come back. Fascinating stuff. Thanks, Peter. These rays are so pervasive and hugely influential, John. Your job, however, today is to demonstrate the relevance of that information the relevance or the result, if you like. So this great choice facing us all, do we embrace change or resist, John? Look, I'm going to kick off with um, um, a statement by the Master through Benjamin Krem. This is back in September 2011. And I think it's really, uh, really pertinent for today's time. And bearing in mind that the Masters are highly evolved beings, so there's no criticism here, but just listen to a couple of paragraphs. The Master starts with, from time to time, there appears among men a figure who embodies the best or the worst that men can show. These individuals become the most loved or the most hated of men. In either case, they usually draw to themselves many followers or devotees. Such figures have enormous magnetic appeal for the majority of men or, on occasion, are an inspiring example of destructive power on a large scale. The history books are full of examples of both types. The Master goes on to say, Today in large numbers, many examples of both types are manifesting worldwide. The effect of this manifestation is to set before humanity two opposing lines of action and so create the tension of choice which will determine the future of the race. In biblical terms, this is the sword of cleavage. For many years, the energies emanating from and directed by Maitreya have sought to create such confrontation of opposites. 
This may seem strange indeed to many people, but it is essential that humanity make the correct choices for its future. Otherwise, that future will be bleak indeed. So Peter's talking about um, the seven rays, ray six, ray four, ray seven. Underneath that, Maitreya is also releasing this energy. Now, it's called pure love, the pure energy of love. It's called, biblical terms, the sword of cleavage. And it is creating the polarities and the confrontation of opposites that we're seeing, as you said to start with, Nigel, in every field of human endeavour. There's tension. There's tension and there's polarity. There's no middle ground. Mm. Right? It's so, one or the other. Yes. And we're seeing that much more strongly now. We see it in the media. You know, I remember as a young man, the media kind of took a middle road or or offered it a, a reasonable choice. Now the polarities, um, the one or the other, as you've said. And this confrontation we're seeing everywhere, even in New Zealand, right? Clean, green, Middle Earth, Hobbiton, New Zealand. The master goes on to say, the sword of cleavage is the energy of love. Wielded by Maitreya, it sets brother against brother and test the true divine consciousness of people everywhere. The ultimate aim of all evolution is to establish on earth the kingdom of God. And as the sword of cleavage shows men the way. Now, what does this mean for me personally? I've been really picking at this because I've noticed I'm having falling outs with friends. I'm noticing that I'm not gelling with people I thought I gelled with. I've discovered that some of my friends people I thought I knew, people who I believed I shared common values with are actually on the other side of the divide, right? So this sort of cleavage, this mystical, magical, God knows what... No, it's actually quite obvious now. (laughs) ...being slashed around the planet is affecting me personally, Mm. right? And as that divide widens, my friends and acquaintances and work colleagues are moving further away from me. This is global and personal. I'm now wondering if that gap is retrievable, is it breachable, can it be repaired? Perhaps it will take the energy of someone's uh, of someone of my trayer standing to heal that division. There's that um, Sanskrit saying, as in the microcosm, so in the macrocosm. So in the macrocosm of my planet, there's this division, there's this polarity. And in the microcosm of my personal relationships... It's right in your home, it's right in your community. I'm having falling outs with, with good people, people I believe are of good heart, but we're standing on the other side of the divide. Right? So it's painful. Uh, but the master comes back with, humanity stands on different rungs of the evolutionary ladder. Above a certain level, all bodes well. It is those who have not as yet manifested that measure of their divine self who do not recognize that sharing is divine, that justice and right relationship are divine, but who see divinity as competition and conflict and register a man's worth by the weight of his gold. Many are fearful and suffering, bereft of work and hope for the future, they struggle day to day. And that spirit of competition, that idea of competition is deeply, deeply embedded in our definition of success. And education, and it's in our economics, it's in our political system. Commercialisation, which is how you started off at the beginning of this session. The deep materialistic 
yeah. bind that we find ourselves in. Right. And that sort of cleavage is cutting right through that. So on one side, you have people that are capable of sharing. And on the other side, you have people that think competition uh, and accumulation, guess, of accumulation wealth. and that cult of the individual is the strength of their being. I've kind of thought about this a lot more, and I guess I'm trying to understand this cleavage in my personal relationships. And it's just fear. It's plain old common garden fear. Okay, it's transmuted into anger and frustration. And there's many reasons to be frustrated on planet Earth. But underneath, it's just fear. People are desperately fearful of the changes they see and or perceive. And I guess it's that uninformed fear that is the most destructive. So the master goes on to say, but many others, and this is the good news, are making their future for themselves, and many too are dying in the process. Throughout the world, men are awakening to the possibility of a better life with freedom and justice at its heart. Have no fear. The people's voice is rising, and we are seeing that, and like a contagion affecting more and more. Maitreya stands behind those who live and die for the truth of freedom, justice, and the unity of man. The young lead the way, and the future is for them. So Ukraine right now. In fact, people have been asking me to compare the protests that we're seeing in New Zealand around mandates, mask wearing, and our... um, our intent to deal with viruses and are comparing it to Ukraine, right? So, and it's easy to say they're both calls for freedom, but clearly one is freedom of nationhood, freedom of existence, freedom of uh, the way to run your own life. And the other one is a claim to uh, right of me, right of what I want to do. And so I don't see them as similar things. And I think if we had to look to a a shining example of what people are trying to do in a unified way, then we can look to the people of Ukraine currently, for instance. And if we're looking at men of power and men who are trying to shape the planet in, in the way they want it, we can look at Putin. So there's some great examples of this happening on, on the planet right now. And once again, Maitreya and the Masters and Benjamin Kroom have really nailed this. Um, from many years ago. Predicting what was going to come, and it's it, it's unfolding everywhere look, you look, look now, Nigel, isn't it? Nigel, it's really difficult to remain sane at the moment, right? Really difficult to remain sane. And I understand the anger and frustration of people in New Zealand right now. There is much to be angry about. Um, however, there are ways of going about um, protests. There are ways of going about... Um, Showing how you how you get what you want. Well, we have to exercise harmlessness as well. Yeah. And we yeah. don't want to be harming other human beings yeah. for the sake of what we believe in. And speaking of what we believe in, there's a great quote, and I guarantee you know who it's from. At a time of such great spiritual tension, this is a quote worth pondering. I would never die for my beliefs because I might be wrong. Bertrand Russell. In fact, I wrote that on my wall the other day. No point dying from my beliefs. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It's a bit of a worry. (laughs) And you know what? You and I and Peter have to think about that. Yeah. We have a series of beliefs that we're putting in front of our listeners, and that's all they are, beliefs. Well, we do insist on people hearing the message, but it's up to them what they do with it. Yeah, but it's our belief, Nigel, and it's our sixth ray that got us here. Right, Peter? 
Well, yes, it is too. But you know, at a certain point, you find um, your intuition kicks in, and you, sometimes you just know things are right or wrong, don't you? Yeah. I mean, this is um, you know they say that the intuition is sort of um, infallible if you're getting the the real intuition. Yeah. And uh, so it's sort of like contact with the soul, and the soul, of course, is part of God. So, um, you know, um, the intuition can be infallible, I feel. And I think Benjamin Krim knew that, and uh, the stuff that he used to talk about was absolutely amazing. Look, thank you, John, and thank you, Peter. It's been a good conversation, and we could actually, if we were allowed to, extend this conversation. (laughs) But they've turned the lights out and turned the heating off, so we better go. (laughs) (laughs) But look, I'd like to finish with a quote from Benjamin Benjamin Krem's master, and then um, some words from the voice of Maitreya. And uh, Benjamin Krem's master, from an article entitled The People Stir, I thought this was very timely, It says, in the coming time, humanity is scheduled. Note that word, scheduled. In the coming time, humanity is scheduled to make such progress that a new type of human being will find expression. Altruism is the keynote of their approach, and a new simplicity and practicality will characterise their thinking. They are not, therefore, to be found in the ranks of the new young millionaires, but rather among the practical idealists in virtually every country. They will be quick to recognise the practicality of Maitreya's ideas and seek to implement these ideas without delay. We're talking about the youth. Their youth and enthusiasm will inspire a new approach to the age-old problems which obscure the future for so many. Rita Thunberg. And their unusual maturity of mind Mm. will guarantee their success. They represent the best in humanity now and the best hope for the future. And as you say, the Greta Thunbergs of this world, we need us us older generations. Are you talking about Laura as well? uh, I'd prefer not to answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we we actually need to look to the youth and be big enough to accept that they've got a level of maturity we didn't necessarily have at their stage of development. Give them room. Yeah. And look, let's finish with a few words from the voice of Maitreya. He says, the new energy, and we've been talking about that new seventh ray energy that's pouring in at the moment, the new energy lights new hope and courage in countless hearts. I see.